0: such a scene like frames on a screen and the cellulite can be so mean (laughs)
1: A lot of we do a lot of uh these these bonus ones lately, but like it's just I look at it as just a chance to hang out with friends and talk for an hour, so it's like it's a no-brainer when we're asked to do anything like this. So today we have all the all three recurring guests at different points, multiple points for all three. We have uh Popeye and Garrett. From the band Calling Hours. That's who we're talking about today. And of course, our dear friend Brian McTernan. Here. Sup? who Recorded and produced the record that's coming out on Revelation. So we didn't want to wait until 2050 when we get to it in the catalog. <laughs> so we thought well, we'll do a little taste to talk about it. We won't get too deep because we'll save that for when we're all really old. Um. But yeah, it comes out when you're listening to this. The pre-orders start today. pun not intended, and um, definitely order it. I I had a chance to hear the whole thing because I'm you know in the industry. <laughs> and it's, it's great. I mean, I was I was so excited when I got when I heard these songs, and I listened to it regularly. It's fantastic. Uh, it's good. So to hear this thanks, I mean, thanks office. guys. That means a lot.
2: Appreciate it.
1: So um I I was looking up, you know, I was still doing a little homework for uh for today. Records called Say Less. Let's give you a revelation, like we said, seven songs. But you guys made a television appearance, I found, through my super sleuthing before ever playing a show, right? Because you mentioned the show on the it's good day, PA, right? You're really going to lead with this. Of so every, all stuff you <laughs> need to be done. Yes.
2: the stuff. Yes. I will take, I will take, I will take the blame <laughs> for all of that. I will, I will totally oh. take the blame for all of it.
3: I love it. Take the blame. It was great. Yeah. I thought it was cool <laughs> as hell, man. <laughs>
0: no, and I also, had to,
2: I had to push for it because, uh, I mean, Garrett, we, we share a lot of group texts, like I'm sure a lot of bands do. And, Garrett just kind of mentioned, "Hey, uh, I, I I sold a house for one of the hosts on Good Day PA. Maybe uh, in Harrisburg, maybe we can play on there sometime." And then I thought, "Come on, let's <laughs> let's make that our first performance ever because it would be so incredibly absurd that our first show would be on a morning lifestyle local." Television show, and uh, oh my god, it was a.
0: Uh,
2: I, I would, I, we were good. <laughs> I was nervous as hell. I, I, pro- we probably shouldn't have done it because it was ridiculous. No way. Wow. Um, I thought it was, it was great. I,
0: yeah,
1: I, I think, loved it. I, I think, think stuff, I mean, stuff like that, I think is cool because it's something the, just out of left field, like you said. Yeah, just, yeah, cool. but it was ridiculous because the
2: first time. Because I live a couple hours away from the other guys, and so the first time we actually played together in the same room was the night before that television appearance, where we had to be there at like I don't know, like seven thirty in the morning. So it was, it was for me at least, it was it was completely nerve wracking, and uh, um, yeah. But I, there was a part of me that that thought this has to happen. This absolutely has to happen. So let's, let's get this one out of the way because who the hell is actually going to watch this in the first place. So let's get this one out of the way. And then, and then the next night we played our first proper show with the uh, shades apart and social pressure in Harrisburg, which was much, much
3: better.
1: So how, it was, was, it, how, yeah, yeah. how was that? How yeah. was that show? It was,
3: uh, it was great. I, 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 as a fan, I enjoyed it immensely. Oh man, it made,
2: Brian, it, made, it meant so much that you sh- that you drove all the way out there and showed yeah. up and
3: uh, yeah. And I remember I, for the world.
2: well, and I and I remember you and I standing next to each other watching Shades Apart and just like every thirty seconds or fifteen seconds we were like, "How are they so good? How are they so good?" Yeah, and makes me that not want to play. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, exactly, it makes really you know. feel <laughs> makes you feel embarrassed about being a musician sometimes when you watch Shades Apart play, but. One of the one of the other great things is you had never met those guys before until that night.
1: No, no, I hadn't. Oh wow, because because they they toured with Far Side, right? Like, there's that obvious connection there. Um, Yeah, back in the mid '90s. Yeah, what a what a great band and a great bunch of guys. And I'm glad they're
3: still they're still so good. So good. It's what I honestly I was watching and thinking like. This is just so good, like, what an under-recognized band that is still so excellent. The songwriting, the musicianship, the style, like, the dudes are so nice, too. Like, everything, Mm -hmm. the whole package, yeah. Well, you had,
1: when we had them on, so you're listening to where it went. We're talking about Shades Apart today. We brought on three super (laughs) fans, (laughs) plus me. (laughs) I'm just happy we moved on from Good Day PA. Yeah, I'm thrilled. Well, it's funny because no, I've been. Garrett, I've been on a I want to hear you, Garrett. I want to hear you talk about the Good Day. PA oh, we'll get back. Don't Sorry, worry, it. I didn't I didn't want to cut you off. He's not. He's not getting out that easy. Good. He, he's. He's. We're. We're circling back, but I've been on Good. a big Shades of park kick, so it was kind of like it's kind of a uh, topical for me to talk about him because again, Ed was injured. I know for a while and now, like he's back just killing it on drums. And when we had them on with uh, Bill Stevenson and Stefan Edgerton, having Bill Stevenson say like Ed's drumming inspired him. Like there was stuff like he kind of like filed away. That was a great that was a great episode, by the way, Greg.
3: Thank you. That was one of my that was one of my favorite ones to do because it was. Yeah, that, that, that was it was it was just like. Uh, I wish you did that more. Uh, like as a producer, I love hearing. I loved hearing from the producer. You know, like that was a that was like really cool to. I'm grab, a like, and smile. you know
1: I'm a big fan. I'm a big production nerd. Like you know how right. Jason's got the Jason's got the layout shirts. Yeah, the, well the lay- <laughs> <laughs> the layout. You know Jason's all got the layout and stuff, which is important. I'm always. I was the one always. You know pouring through the notes, seeing where was this recorded, who produced it, who mixed it was always interesting, but not as interesting as what Garrett thinks about playing on live TV.
4: (laughs) My only comment is at some point when we have a, you know, the making of the first calling hours album, I have some amazing shots, you know, that we've just filmed in the studio in this, you know, the local ABC affiliate. And so like the sports desk was nearby and the, but the but the green screen for the weather forecaster was was by there too. So I have some pictures of Popeye like fake um for, you uh, know doing I his weather you. forecast in front of the green I, screen. That's pretty amazing. I need that in my life. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Maybe, maybe, that, maybe that, I will share it. Now it was it was fun. I, the low light of that show with Shades Apart was for the first time in my life, I actually had to kick someone out of the show in the middle of our set.
3: What's Dude, it was very 90s. It was great. Like,
4: there oh, it. it was You're so drunk. badass, Garrett. What was there? Was violent, so violent
1: dancing during your no, show? No,
4: I mean, not really violent. There's just a guy there who was Isn't super, yeah. super drunk. From like, before, he showed up before the first band event. And it was just like a, you know, it was like in a hall that we rented. Um, and it was like, you know, mostly friends and family. It was super, just a very chill show. And there was a range of people there from like old people, like my parents, to like, our friends brought their little kids and it was just really kind of like a fun laid back vibe. And this guy showed up before the show, before the first band played and he was just super fucked up. He was wa- wasted from the second I walked in the door. Oh, like he was wasted. And it was and like an like, art
1: gallery type place, right?
4: Something yeah. It was like, like the of? top, it was a German, um, it was like this old German club that was built in the, in Harrisburg in the 1800s. And it was a cathedral, like the cathedral in for it. So he was just like, Super fucked up from the beginning. And it was sort of funny, but sort of like just awkward because it wasn't really like they were serving alcohol there. It wasn't like a bar bar vibe. But um for the first two bands, he was just like falling into people and just kind of like making it super awkward. And then when we were playing like a few s- songs into our set, he went over and started like messing with our guitar's pedals, Tom's pedals, like pretending to kind of touch them and, and fuck. And I'm like, all right. This is rule number one, you do not touch the band's equipment. So I went over and I was like, after the song, I said, dude, if you do that again, you're 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 out, you're leaving. And he's like, whatever, whatever. And then the next song, he our Tom's, our guitarist Tom's brother is in a wheelchair permanently. And he's just like a huge mu- music fan. Evan's the greatest. And um, he the guy was like stumbling around, he fell onto Evan in his wheelchair. And I saw it during the song, and I was like, as soon as the song was over, I took off my bass. I handed Tom Popeye, and I was like, "I'm kicking this fucker out." Yeah. So, I, but, so I walked over to him and I said, "I was. I remember. I, it, it, I just pulled an Ian McKay. I like went over. To, we put on the show, so I just went over to the cash box and like, pulled twenty bucks out, and I handed it to the guy, and I was like, "You got to leave." And he was like, "What?" And I was like, "Here's your money. You got to leave." And if, if it, was yeah, Ian, it was, it was my bucks. Badass.
1: But yeah, that was. would have been four Fugazi shows. $20. Yeah,
4: well, actually, the cover was only $15, but I was like, I can't ask this guy for There wasn't
1: any change in it. I was like, <laughs> you're, dude, you're getting kicked <laughs> out. You're, you're no out. way. That would have been incredible. Like, I need change. You're kicked yeah. out. Does anybody have ones?
0: <laughs> <laughs> right.
4: In the meantime, I'm like, we have to finish our set. But apparently he was like a scene guy back in the day, and some people felt bad. You know, I'm kind of sorry for him, but sorry, it's my dog.
3: Uh fun fun funny thing happened for me. I drove up to go to that show and I I got to the show and doors were open but I was like oh, I'm going to go get some food and I walked down the street, sit down at a restaurant at the bar and Tom the guitar player for calling hours is the bartender. And I'm like, "What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> the doors are open. You're about to play your first show." Oh yeah, I, you know. <laughs> It
0: was like that's the I life never, of a rock. And I never knew that. Right? Yeah, he sound checked. He, <laughs> so he
4: loaded in. He sound checked and then he um,
3: went back bar. And
4: finished his shift. Yeah. About, <laughs> okay, that's some that's well,
3: real work, work ethic <laughs> no, right that, there. he he. What happened was he needed a cable to play like the iPad or whatever, iPod or whatever, the phone through the PA. And the bartender at the restaurant he like manages or works at had one, but had it at home. So he went and like, filled in while he ran and got it. He's but like, oh, I just happened he- to walk in there. I happened to walk in and sit down, had no idea that he had any connection to this place at all. I'm like, what are these supposed to play in like <laughs> 20 minutes? Yeah. Well,
1: well, One nothing- Brian spent a
3: lot
4: of time in uh dodgy central PA restaurants when you're up, you know,
1: recording <laughs> with us. <laughs> That's so. right.
0: Yeah.
1: One of the things that interest, uh, I discovered while watching that TV show, cause we're here just exclusively to talk about that TV show. Apparently, morning, <laughs> I didn't know that Jim <laughs> did the backups. Oh right. Oh yeah. I thought that was He's impressive. He's multi-talented. Yeah, I thought that was really impressive. He's, you know, I know when we did the "Don't Sleep," I spent a long time praising his his drumming. Now I'm going to praise his his backups. So
0: as you do. should. Yeah, so I thought it. I thought that was.
1: Yeah. I thought that was really cool. I was like, I'm like watching in my mind. I was like, wait a second. He's doing the backup. So yeah, I don't know. He's shout, yeah. shout out yeah. to Jim for sure. Um, yeah. so if, if
2: I can, uh, interject for a moment, I didn't know that he could do that either until I showed up to our first proper rehearsal the night before the good day PA appearance, because, um, I was driving in and I showed up to Tom's house. We practice in his basement and I'm walking up to the door and I'm like, who the hell's singing? Like, like I hear the whole band and then there's vocals and I'm like, what are you guys playing to a vocal track or something? And I walked in and Jim's playing the drums and singing every line of every song that we have. So, and, and, he was really damn good. <laughs> so, so I was like, what I came in and I said, like, did I lose my job all of a sudden? Like what's going on?
3: Here? Um,
0: yeah, yeah I, was,
1: I was, I was impressed. I'm always impressed when see a drummer doing that kind of stuff for sure. Um, he's
3: a super musical dude. He's like, he's, he's amazing. It's oh, I hate, it's, effort, I, it's I, effortless. I, 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 hate I didn't know like that. It makes me so angry. Cause I, I didn't know. I didn't know it until the gig that he could do that, but, He didn't surprise me at all either. He's just like (laughs) one of those students, you know?
1: So, well, Brian, it's funny because I wanted to talk to you about, I mean, so the formation of of the group, I know, I feel like we even touched on maybe in one of the times I talked to Popeye. So like, we're not going to necessarily dig super deep into the formation. Like, but basically like, you know, there was a band, there is a band, uh, is, was called Very Americans. That's got all four of you besides Popeye, right? Is everybody yep. in that? Yep. And great band, right? Great songs. It's, uh,
4: it's the four of us, but a different singer, yeah. Different singer, Singer-wise. right? Yeah.
1: And he's just a, a fantastic singer, great songwriter. And then basically, yeah. you guys, you know, invited Pop. Popeye was playing, right? Invited, hey, w- we'll do some far side tunes, right? Uh, that was like what, New Year's? Day. Oh, oh, no! Actually, it was Tom and
4: Tony, our two guitarists, used to play in a band called The Commercials. That's it. It was kind of a pop punk band, and they were doing a like a I don't know a reunion show. I don't know if it was. I don't want to age them inappropriately, but maybe like a twenty year in reunion show on January first, twenty twenty two. And the promoter invited Jeremy, um, from C. CI and from um, Jeremy invited uh, Popeye to be to you know to play the show too solo. Jeremy Weiss, and then Jeremy was like, "Hey, you guys want since commercials are already playing and Tom and Tony are going to be there, you and Jim want to hop on and you know with the two of them and play some songs with Popeye." And we were like, gotcha. "Yeah, of course, why okay. not?" Yeah, and and the rest and is we history. did a couple of far a couple Far Side songs and then. What else? Youth of today, Youth of today, we played a Jim Blossom song. <laughs> this
3: is so fun, and we just you all, play some like, Blind like, Blind Melon for uh, Three Doors Down.
1: <laughs> for Jason,
0: <laughs> as <I> well. Wow. <laughs>
1: three Doors Down. So, Brian, you you know, you worked with these guys minus Popeye with the Don't Sleep record. Um, right. Turn the tide. So you already had kind of a a working relationship, friendship with these guys because you recorded them. So I'm assuming, too, when they teamed up with Popeye, that had to be a no-brainer for you?
3: Yeah, I had to familiarize myself with who he was, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, just some, just some random some guy. Joke. No, and when, when we, we, I mean, I I really, like, we really, like, got along really well when, when we did the Don't Sleep stuff. But, I mean, I've been known Popeye since Ash's first tour when I was 15, we played with Farside. And, and he's made some of my favorite records in the world. So we've just been friends for a long, long time. And it was just, when the guys reached out to me and just said hey we did this thing with popeye the show which i was aware of it went really well we're thinking about doing some more songs like would you be interested in like being involved in some capacity and it was like uh yeah <laughs> definitely and it's just been honestly how many times did we get together up up there
2: three i think three four, times four? in harrisburg at uh, i think it was three times at rock
3: mill um, I think I might've come up one time without you Popeye to do right guys, The, yeah. the right Garrett. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, um, but it was just, it was like, it was, it was a great, I was like, I mean, you know, it was like a perfect situation for me. Cause it's like a bunch of dudes I love and respect and, you know, a project that I could like really kind of sink my teeth into and just, I, we just have a lot of fun together. Let I me mean, always look forward to it. It's like, you know, yeah. and it was, it was really great because, you know, like, you know, it's like a great excuse to hang out and create music, which is the coolest shit ever. Yeah. And you told us
4: you had a cat named Popeye. I did. <laughs> Back in the day. <laughs> I, so I did have a
3: cat be... named Popeye. Popeye met the Popeye the cat.
2: Yeah. Somewhere I have a photograph of, uh, of me holding, it was a tuxedo cat, if I recall.
3: No, that was Guy. Oh, Popeye was quite, white the and gray. All uh, the legends Popeye, get up. So I had Gee and Popeye, my two favorite singers. And uh, <laughs> fun, fun fact about Guy the, Guy the cat was when we were recording the Frotus record, Guy, I guess Guy's friend, best friend was like coming over to like check out the studio and hear the stuff. And I'm like, yo, guys, we can't call the cat Guy when he's here. So we called the cat Johnny. This is Johnny. You called him Ian. This is Ian.
1: He's angry. <laughs> you made him a little made him a little knit hat to wear. <laughs> <laughs> he's handing out lyric sheets at the door. <laughs> so um, so the record. Uh, I guess it's an EP, right? Is it considered an EP? Probably, twelve-inch EP. Yes. Um, now we're calling it a record, right? We're Barry? calling it a record. Yes, <laughs> call it a record. Um, <laughs> Revelation. How did how did they come? I mean, I, so here's the thing: is like, part of me is like, well, Jordan, I don't want to put him on the spot, but he's kind of made no secret of how much he loved Far Side and how important. Far Side and Popeye are to him as far as like the the revelation story. Um, what what was his reaction when you first when you first played him these songs? Was he the first one to hear him there? Was it Sammy? Was it somebody else? I think it it, it
2: took a while for Jordan to kind of the the thing is. uh it, Jordan has never made it a secret to me how much he liked Farside. But over the decades, um, we just became really good friends. And so we don't really talk about music all that much when, when we do talk. Um, and so I, I sent him the demos that we did with Brian. And I was like, hey, man, I'm doing this thing. Here it is. It probably took him six weeks to get back to me <laughs> about it, but then he finally said, eh, you wanna do something? You know, Jordan's Jordan's an understated guy and uh I, I wasn't expecting him to, you know jump up and down on his bed about it or anything. Um but he finally got back to me and the rest of the guys and said, Yeah, you you wanna do something. I think I'm kind of channeling I Jordan's s- energy I, right I, I, now.
3: I, I, <laughs> like, I, oh, I, yeah, I
2: guess if we want to do something. <laughs>
3: I sent it to Sammy, and he he wrote me back right away. I love this. This is really cool. So.
1: Yeah. Like, I, I think um, it's, it's. I mean, literally every song is great. Like, there's not one skipper. Like, and everyone has, like, one of those uh, hooks that gets into you and, like, a, just a part that comes up where you're like, oh, yeah, that that's the part. Um, thanks. I'm, I'm like – so excited for other people to to get to hear, uh, to get to hear the whole thing because it is a it is a little different. It's not. It doesn't just sound like like it's. You can tell obviously Popeye has a very recognizable voice. Um, I do. You do, <laughs> in a good way. In a good way. <laughs> um, but it's not like it doesn't sound like you know Far Side Two or Don't Sleep with you know Popeye singing. It's its own. It's its own thing. When you guys were writing the music, like what were like some of the things you were trying to go for? It's definitely a little more rock. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, the I don't kind think of we stuff- were,
4: I don't think we were channeling any band and like any specific, you know, references except for just sort of music that we rock music that we love. I think we wanted to, this, you know, we wrote the songs definitely with Popeye's voice in our head. You know, we wanted we wanted to write songs that would be a platform for his voice because it is so distinctive and so good. I mean, how lucky are we to get to like we played in a band with Dave Smalley, and now we're playing in a band with Popeye, like the best. Oh, shut the fuck up, best singers. You know, the be- like. S- it's seriously, true, like, though, man. People who like <laughs> many bands cite as you know influences in terms of like their you know their singers' influences. So I think our goal was just to write songs that would like really be platforms for him you know and really suit his vocals so um and then you know brian so we we wrote the bones of all the songs but brian we learned a lot working with him uh he has some Mm -hmm. tricks that we learned um in fact i just heard a quote from another podcast today a tom petty quote which is don't bore us get to the chorus and like (laughs) that's something we definitely learned from brian which is like get there quickly, you know, like get the song going. Don't like drag out the song before you, you know, before the main hook comes in. And so just like one one
3: one of the fun things about the process was like the guys, like I got to kind of be involved early. Like the guys would like have stuff and Popeye would have stuff and then we would all get together and we were able to really kind of like be like, you know, the, this is rough what's really strong here let's build this thing around that the thing that's like really working and um i mean the thing that's awesome is everybody's like good really all the guys in the band are like really good is really good popeye because like everybody was able to like work on the fly really easily and like come up with cool ideas and it was like a really creatively i felt like every time we got together afterwards i was like holy shit i can't believe how much we got done like i mean uh, the, honestly there are more songs than are on this right that are really excellent and it was more just like this felt like the right balance in the first right you know
1: i like to hear that foot
0: forward yeah I think Indiana, there's, right? three or was, four, there's
4: three or four more songs that we demoed with brian that didn't make the record but i think part of it is also we were like you know this is our first record Let, let's just do a six or seven song ep and just like
3: as like record. an introduction and yeah you know, we'll do more so yeah if not it, it was fun i mean I, honestly like not to be too cheesy but i just like it was such a it was such a treat for me on like so creatively interpersonally like i don't know like just, I don't know for me to get to work with Popeye. Like I, I, I was always struck by like Popeye and that whole like West coast scene when I was so little, I mean, it was probably just cause they liked my brother. But <laughs> they always treat, they always treated me like with like a lot of respect. And like that gave me a lot of the confidence I had when I was young to like believe in myself and want to be a producer and want to become a better songwriter. And like, to find myself, you know, whatever 30 fucking years later being able to like work so closely on a creative process with someone that has been a friend and I've looked up to for so long and been inspired by for so long was I mean doesn't get better than that, you know. Really well, like it was me really meaningful for me. Brian, the the
2: feeling is mutual like like you know, you you've always been an incredible musician and <laughs> why wouldn't we want to play shows with yeah. you guys and, and hang out and, uh, yeah. you know, and your family was always so uh, hospitable to us if we came out to the East coast. So yeah, it was,
0: uh,
3: you um, know what? I, I, I will tell you guys a funny, uh, I think I might have told you this, but because I'm back in Florida, working on a hot water music record and uh, what well, are doing the where it went podcast, but <laughs> I was having like a really bad day in that we had like had a rough day in the studio and like kind of this podcast is like you know I put it on and it's always like I'm like with my friends kind of and um I was listening to the rigged episode and all of a sudden I don't know where <laughs> my brother comes on the episode and I'm like yeah. walking down the street and I just wasn't expecting it and I was so enthralled already by all of it I just started like weeping <laughs> like it was like really weird and like just special it was like I don't know it was. it it was cool. Well, it's
1: the, you know, the connections that we all make, you know, we're all a little long in the tooth now at this point. And like, I'm not, but I mean, you are <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: no, I'm just kidding.
1: You know, like <laughs> the, the connections that we make, I mean, so many of my friends have been friends that I've met from this scene are have been friends of mine for decades. And yeah. it's always nice, you know, our paths kind of go in and out sometimes. And then when you get the points like this, where you guys can work together and um, stuff, I mean, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's awesome. Well, it
3: was also cool with the the rest of the guys too, because like we really hit it off with the don't sleep, but it was also the don't sleep. My involvement was weird because Walter was producing and I was just kind of tracking the instruments. I wasn't really the producer in that situation, but we really did like, have a really great synergy with one another like i love the dudes like i mean it's rare when you find a bunch of people that like you know all from the same era they're all like really great musicians they're fun dudes to be around everybody has kids everybody's like it was just like a really great pairing and so the when this came up i was just like fuck yeah man count me in yeah
4: recording with you brian was just like a hang because it would be like We'd be in the studio and Brian would tell some amazing funny story about like some you know punk rock experience or whatever. And it would, it would be like 90% storytelling. And then he would pause and be like, okay, track this and don't fuck it up. And then like <laughs> and then you know, you yeah, get it done is, in one or that, two, that like one so or two accurate, takes. Gerard. That is one or so two accurate. takes, and then it's like another incredible story kicks. And it's just like the whole vibe was like sometimes you're yeah. recording, but um, you know, I want to say just like in a Serious note, like we also have such an implicit trust for Brian and like his songwriting and his taste and just like his perspective on things. So, I mean, he was like a sixth member because he really, you know, like his opinion mattered as much as anyone else's, if not more. And like when we were writing the songs in the first place, we, we all kind of agreed, like, let's get, you know, let's get the verse and let's get the chorus and let's get a bridge and like, let's write a song that we feel really good about, but let's not get too attached to it because like we're going to run this through Brian and Brian's going to have some amazing idea to make this, take the song from being like good to being something we're really excited about. So that was a cool, uh, we really had never done that before, like writing, you know, writing things, but like, you know, really working with a producer, not just an engineer, like someone truly who, you know, made the songs better and just could like look at them from an outsider's perspective and you know, I think we're all really proud of.
1: Yeah, it sounds I was gonna his, say it sounds like Brian took on a real producer yeah, role because, sure. I th- you know, a lot of times I think people just don't necessarily, I think, know what a producer does. And they they do just kind of get it confused with the engineer. And and right. I know in the beginning I did. And then you realize, like, no, it's like it's a whole different animal.
4: Yeah, and to actually do pre-production, like we, those songs, we demoed those songs to the point where I was like, shit, we could just put these out. Like they're to me they sound good enough just to release. But so then when we actually went into the studio and and recorded that the songs, they were done. I mean, then it was just tracking. You know, there wasn't really I think there were some some guitar leads that um Brian and Tom worked on that you know sort of
3: completed this it was it, it was also cool like Popeye was so always had lyrics and always had ideas and it was like really cool because he kind of is really good at self-editing so like we did the demos and there was some stuff that i was thinking like uh we should probably like change this up work on this bubble and by the time we all got back together again after it he had already like done that (laughs) you know what i mean like he had reworked it and had like improved everything and it was uh it was it was it was really it was really cool
2: it's a matter of trust man like uh it, 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 to me, it was always a shame that we had known each other for so long and we never got an opportunity to work together, Brian. And yeah. so we finally got it. And just like Garrett was saying, you know, don't be too attached to anything that's going on. And you were great about saying, hey, if you need to rewrite this, like we can go around the corner and get some ice cream and you can just kind of scribble some things out. Or Right. Um,
4: Which we literally or, did because the would studio... You, would you, that, actually like, happened, yeah. <laughs> that studio we were working in was actually like a the warehouse for a, an ice cream, like ice cream manufacturing plant, and they still have this the, the they still have the store up front. So we'd like just walk out the front door, of the studio, walk around the block, and get like amazing ice cream.
1: Was this uh yeah. this was in Harrisburg? Yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a town called Mechanicsburg. The studio's called Rock Mill. But then we tracked the actual record at the studio called Atrium Audio, which um, some people who are listening to this are probably familiar with Rock Lititz, which is this huge um, – Liditz like, PA, right? Yeah, yeah. It's in, in near Lancaster and it's this huge like multi-million square foot facility where like huge bands go and rehearse for – like do full rehearsals for tours. And so like Metallica will set up like their actual stage and their actual lighting show and their actual sound system and will like rehearse with their full crew, like rehearse for their tours or like YouTube, Beyonce, like just yeah. Billy Eilish, like so many Damn. bands go there. Yeah. So they there's a studio that's there and the guys who run it are like, you know, hardcore guys that we've known, um, who actually record some of the Don't Sleep Record. And um they just happened to be
3: in this like really pretty swanky place. So that the studio was, it was a real, really nice place. So we tracked basics there. And then I was still like in the process of building my new spot, but got it enough that we could do like overdubs and vocals and mixing there. So then the guys came and stayed in Baltimore for a couple of days and we just had an amazing hang. So uh, were, were we the yeah. first
4: band to record in the new salad days? Yeah. Yes.
1: Yep. Wow. Awesome. That's great. That so was Brian, great. <laughs> I, this is a bit of a production question for you. Do you, do you find like, so you have your own studio? What's, I'm trying to think of how to phrase it. Like, like obviously right now you said you're in Florida, right? So yeah. You don't live in Florida. It's not your studio. No. Do you do you have a is there a preference? Do you ever try to steer a band towards where what studio? Or is it more just like do you leave it up to
3: uh, them? It I mean, it depends because right now I have I mean some of it is proximity. Like like I like these guys all lived in PA. My new spot is like m- the new salad Days is definitely more geared towards like mixing guitar tracking, vocal tracking. Like I have a room that you can record drums in, but it's not like, a, you know, like a big spot. And with a drummer like Jim, who's so good and hits so well that like, we're going to keep it all natural. There's going to be no replacing and grid edit and none of that stuff. Like I really wanted to work in like a really, really nice room. And the, these guys were friends with the atrium guys and that just worked. Um, with hot water i mean they they it's like this is they don't really leave games though <laughs> like you know you work with them on on their turf that's just how it goes so but the it, funny thing is the place we recorded the calling hours is like bougie as fuck right it's like real fancy one of the <laughs> nicest places i've ever worked and then the place we're working in the on the hot water record is like In an industrial park, it doesn't even have a fucking bathroom in it. Like you have to like get in the car and fucking drive (laughs) to like the barbecue shack and use the toilet. Like there's like a rogue rooster that just lives in the parking lot and just like chases people around.
4: (laughs) Yeah, I think Justin Bieber and Mariah Carey both Mm -hmm. showed up like independently at our the studio within like a month of us recording there.
1: I think it's I had they're, like their fans of calling hours I think.
3: Yeah, well, they will be. Uh,
4: they <laughs> saw the TV
1: performance.
4: Now, after this podcast they will be
3: for sure. I I, re- I really I really liked I really liked the place we we tracked the calling hour stuff and the guys that ran that place were like really nice. It was it was nice because we you know, like but like people records is really hard. Like budgets are rough now compared to how they used to be and you know whenever I see somebody building a new place like that, I kind of have to respect that because it's a a tough time to be trying to do that. You know, like people record a lot at home and, and labels don't like to spend money and, you know, you know, so to, 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 to to go and work at a place like that was a real, real treat.
1: And is, is that, is the budget thing, obviously because we're in an era where a lot of music people don't consume physical product so it's like they're just trying you know it's like well if people are just going to stream it we don't want to pay thousands and thousands of dollars to record it you know because we're not going to recoup that money or whatever
3: i mean you know the label you know the income from a million streams is like four thousand dollars right that then gets you know you then pay like the distributor a percentage of and then the label splits it with you or whatever i mean you can't blame labels. I mean, they're businesses, so you can only spend, you know, what you hope to make back. Right. So, so, I mean, it's hard. So it's like a lot of, there are just a lot of the old school, big studios are closing and people are not, it's really hard to like build a new one. This just happened to be one. And we lucked out because not only was it a great place, but the dudes from atrium, um, really hooked us up with like an awesome rate and made it happen. Um, And then the place was this crazy complex with like a super nice hotel. So I stayed there the whole time. And one night these guys stayed there too. And we kind of partied it up at the per diem restaurant.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So record pre-orders start today. If today you're listening to this on the September 22nd, um what's the street date? You know November, offhand, November 10th. Okay, cool. November 10th.
3: Um and you'll have done a, a European tour before the record even comes out. I was that, right? I was going
1: to say there's a there's a yeah. European tour um you know that that you guys are are going on at the end of this month, September, right? Into October, is it? Yeah, the first right. show. It's, the first show's
4: um, September twenty eighth. And who's that with the tour? With as From friends Trust.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, you guys excited for that? When's the last no, time? No, oh, no, not at all. Not no? at all. No. Oh, not at all. Oh God! Sounds like a horrible. What a time. hassle! <laughs> wait, did you say Europe?
4: Oh wait, I thought I thought no. this was a West Coast tour. No, not yeah, at all. never mind.
0: No, no. that's. Sucks.
4: Germany during uh Oktoberfest sounds just kind of boring. Awful. Awful. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, so of course we're stoked. Um yeah, no, that was a dumb question. But we're not gonna edit <laughs> we're not gonna edit it out. We leave it all warts and all. Um any plan what how about US? How about shows here? Any plans yet that you can talk about? Any uh
4: y- Yeah, we have yeah. November... 18th. 18th, we're playing in New York City at St. Vitus, also with his friend's rest. And um, we have some stuff in the When's the
3: Mercy Union... Where's the Mercy Union show? When's that? At
4: Crossroads? That's at Crossroads, but that's actually happening before this airs.
1: Um, Ah, okay. Got it. That's... It was was awesome. (laughs) We were all there. Brian, remember? It It was great. Wasn't that the best show? Oh, give Andy diamond a
3: hug for me. (laughs) I certainly will.
1: Um, so I did want to ask one more question before we wrap up. Is this the first release on revelation to have the word kerfuffle in the lyrics? (laughs) As, as far as I, as far as I
2: know. Yes. Um, but again, this is one of the, one of the great experiences with, uh, working with this band and working with Brian is, um, uh, like I would just like have to scribble out lyrics as quickly as I could. And then I would, we would demo them when we were doing the demo sessions. And then I would just kind of take a half a step back and wait for somebody to say, that's the worst thing you ever did. Like, no, that's not happening. Um, so I would just kind of wait for approval. Um, but nobody said that it sucked. I so. love Kerfuffle.
1: Kerfuffle, is yeah. great.
3: Same. <laughs>
1: I'm team. Well, you say- know what? I, Popeye
3: can get away with things I couldn't get away with. Like I can't say ain't, but Popeye can. Yeah, I was just going to say that. <laughs> yeah,
4: you said that. <laughs> I was like, yeah. you're cool. You're cool with that.
0: All right. All right.
4: <laughs> you know, Greg, you Are almost, you almost got you? to. You almost got to ask him. Also, is this the first song that's ever used the uh, the word nair? In it, <laughs> ah, that's right. <laughs> so, we, had, we had one song that Popeye just—he needed something that run with. He, he just had like air. a place word that <laughs> needed <laughs> to rhyme with air, and he that just, was Brian's idea. Shave
2: your legs like up uh, 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 air,
3: shave your legs air. I think air. I said Popeye, I'm gonna have you sing this, and you're gonna hate me for it, but I just need a placeholder. Now sing, yes. Shave your legs with Nair. <laughs> yes. And did I not do it? Yes, I did. You did? Absolutely. And I have to prove for the, you know, for 50 <laughs> years from now when we do the real yeah, podcast the real on podcast. This Week Play. That'll be
1: the stinger. Well, because I, I was going to ask, my follow-up question was going to be, what revelation release do you think would have been elevated had the singer used kerfuffle in a lyric on there? Mm. Oh.
0: I'm gonna I say I would love
1: "gorilla biscuits." Gorilla biscuits could have said kerfuffle. Could have gotten away with it. Whereas uh, "inside out," don't think that would uh, have no. worked. Not no. a lot of kerfuffling <laughs> going on. <there>. I, I,
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: uh, and, and, and not that we haven't stroked their egos enough already, but I think "shades apart" could have used that word, and nobody would notice it.
1: Yes, because because Mark
2: Mark Decarelli is is is, a, is an incredible lyricist, and he would just like throw it in there. So that's, that's my, uh, that's my hot take.
1: I feel like, I takes. feel like, um, I feel like Jeff could get away with it too. Jeff Caudill. Yeah, I, I heard yeah, a rumor that,
0: yeah. Yeah, a rumor that
1: right. the, uh,
4: that judge, the original lyrics were there will be quiet after the kerfuffle.
1: <laughs> See, <laughs> I, I didn't want to be, be quiet, have, quiet. I was sworn to secrecy not to say that, but you're right. If you listen to the, the uh, original practice the tapes, the choking so, can suck it. I do have one more question. I can't believe I almost didn't bring this up. There is a cover song on here. Mm-hmm. Replacements, Alex Chilton. I've made no secret. They're a top five all time band for me. I'm a huge fan. What made you decide to do that song? I was they told wanted to, to torture me.
2: <laughs> I was told to do it. <laughs> Brian claims that he's never heard the song
4: before.
3: Brian! I heard
4: it now. <laughs> I think Jordan said he hadn't heard the song either. What? Oh, really? I think Jordan no, said he I, didn't like. He didn't. I don't know if he's ever if he'd ever listened to the replacements. Something like that. Uh, I mean, I'm sure he's heard them. Maybe he just didn't realize he was hearing them.
1: Never actively, yeah. you know, popped them on because it's a great cover and it fits the thanks the feel of the the feel of the record as well. Well, fun fact: with that one was. I I, I like the cover.
3: But I was, you know, part of my job was to keep the trains running on time and get finished. Oh, you were and, pissed, man. You were and pissed. We, we, we did not have a lot of time to track this, right? And I, you know, we went into it, okay, we're doing six songs. Okay, we can get six songs. And then it was like, oh, and then we're going to do this cover. And I'm like, guys, you know, it all adds up, you know, and I'm like, it might. Nothing is like just okay. We're just gonna bang it out. But it. I, I'm glad. I'm glad that you
1: didn't listen to me and you did it. Because even th- even though I know this isn't the case, I felt like you guys did it for me. Just like I. They did. Just like oh, Just absolutely. like I feel like like praise. They were like,
3: if we do this, do you
1: and and make a baseball hat
3: and and. <laughs> running shorts do you think greg would do a hardcore suit
1: man calling hours? <laughs> calling hours suit man absolutely um maybe we I had said,
4: to cover it because praise covered a could do.: song. i was gonna
1: say praise did who's could do which i also yeah. am gonna go on record as saying they did that for me even if they didn't know it Well, um, that's a great car that's a great cover too that's a uh, fantastic I got to record cover. The, the
3: vocals on that and Andy crushed it yeah, yes.
4: and, and with Tony, Tony's brother Chris playing and praise, you know, there's a brotherly thing there. So,
3: yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, oh, and then hey, I would just want to give a bit of bow to Simon, One Trick Pony. Yes, it's the art, right? Jason's yeah. not here to ask about the art, but I love yes. that
1: man. And I love when my friends work with my friends. Nothing we need, we need to get happier. we need to get him on an episode just to talk about his design stuff. Jason, maybe Jason will show up then.
4: What I love about Simon is Simon will say like, you know, he'll be like, all right, I'll work on this. Uh, I can have a draft to send you in like a week. And then the next day you get like 14 good.
3: options and they're all good.
4: Like it's yeah, so hard. To pick any of
3: <laughs> I mean, he he's so is talented. he is on I, I don't I just don't know how he is able to just every like just churn out so much high quality stuff and be such a good dude. And such a good dude. Yeah. and actually, it's
1: it's the, it's, I I think it's, it's the genuine enthusiasm and it fuels people. And you can tell that he's enthusiastic about the bands and the stuff he's doing. And it it shows in the artwork and
3: it's, I mean, he acts that way. Like the the, the thing I love working with him uh, is like, he'll send you something and you'll be like, yeah, this is cool. And then the next day you'll wake up and you'll have like four more. You didn't seem that stoked. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like he just like yeah. feels it and he wants you to be really, really um, happy. And he's really generous with his time and uh, very deeply bit appreciated. Of, bit of bow to the one trick pony. So, yeah, I mean, was, was,
4: and yeah. also a bit of bow to Chris Bavaria, who um, whose photo we used for the cover as well.
3: Yes. Yes, he's super talented.
4: I mean, you go on his Instagram account and like every photo that's on there looks like an album cover. He's so talented. Yeah, he's amazing. But thank you, Chris.
1: Thanks, Chris. We can, always, can I, um, we can never give Chris enough praise. Oh, uh, uh, oh yeah. no, I, 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 thought you, I thought
2: you were wrapping up. <laughs> it's them, so all just a mindset, really. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I just wanted to, here's my favorite takeaway from the demoing sessions with Brian mcturnan let's find the appropriate place to mosh (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's
1: right that
0: should be like calling
1: hours t-shirt the back let's find an appropriate place to mosh. i'm not
2: opposed to it yeah yeah
3: (laughs) words to live by As long as you're not kicking me in the back of the head or doing the worm across the stage, I'm a big <laughs> Machu <monster>
1: fan. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Um, love you, buddy. Thanks. Love it's all great. you guys. What a treat.
0: Nice. It was really great. Thank, Thank you, Greg. Really great. The link the door, Keep it clean, like stitches on a scene, but there's no getting rid of me. My heart's going to beat when I'm in your space. I stop in my tracks when I see your face. That's your intention